Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that we are walking by faith, we are trusting Jesus, and we know that no matter what's going on in this crazy mixed up world today, that God got us and we're good, okay? And we're going to stand patiently and we're going to stand in love and we're going to stand in faith. Amen? Okay. So, Jesus has me camped out in the book of Jeremiah. I've been reading Jeremiah with a heavy heart, okay? I see God the Father. He is at his wit's end with Israel and with Judah and with the people in Jerusalem. They just keep on with this idol worshiping. They are worshiping the Baals. They are up under every spreading tree. They are up at every high place, just devil worshiping. And the Lord is just looking at them like, when are my people gonna get this together? I already told them in Exodus 20, verse 3, you should have no other gods beside me, okay? They ain't, they ain't getting it. They are not getting it. And although I'm reading how the Father is issuing judgment after judgment, he is putting the fear of God in them by, by letting them know that King Nebuchadnezzar, the terror, okay, from the north, He's on his way because since they don't want to listen to God and they don't want to listen to Jeremiah, okay, well, then maybe old boy will whip them into shape when he come in and just ravage their lamb and rape their women and kill everybody and, and take the best of the best off into exile. Um, maybe then they'll get it. I don't think so. They go into exile for 70 years. So what I'm pulling away from this study is that we have to realize God got feelings. Okay. Yes, he's deity. And yes, he's almighty Lord Jehovah God. Okay. He has feelings, y'all. And, and I'm a witness to it because as I'm reading this and and all he wants is for them to call him father and to listen to him and, and let him be their God so that all can go well with them. What? Why is that so hard? Why is that so hard? And I'm, I just been crying the whole time I'm studying. I'm in tears. Okay. Because I hear God's pain in this and and we have to get a healthy dose of the fear of the Lord because let me tell you, yes, he has a heart and yes, he has feelings and, and, and yes, this is troubling to him, but <laughs> let's not get it twisted. He is a God of wrath, okay? And if you get on his bad side, you're going to be in a world of hurt, okay? So let's not forget that. And all the all the preaching and the teaching about how he is love, 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 and how he is a forgiving God, and how he is a God full of grace and mercy. Yeah, he's all of that. <laughs> but we gotta straighten up and fly right and get this together 
quick because you know why Jesus is coming. Can we tell by the way the shape of the world is in? <laughs> Something supernatural is on the horizon. It is closer now than ever before. This is not the time to be eating, drinking, and being merry. This is not the time to be having a good old time with your life of sin, okay? Jesus is coming, and he's coming quickly and soon, okay? So we have to keep that in the forefront. So look, I am going to read Jeremiah 7. Okay, so I'm just I'm just going to just keep on reading because I wanted to bring you all into my personal Bible study time. How I read the word, how I interpret it, the way the Holy Spirit is giving it to me. Okay, like I mentioned in my previous video, I don't know how y'all hear, hear God in your head. Some may hear King James. <laughs> I hear... Cynthia, I hear the way how I speak, how I think, and so me and the Lord, we we have us conversations about all what's what's going on. Okay, so I'm I'm just going to keep on reading. Okay, and so and then along the way, I'll give my little commentary and my interpretation. Okay, how about that? Okay, so look, Jeremiah seven. Okay, and a title for this chapter is False Religion Worthless. Because you see, what has been happening since the beginning of the book of Jeremiah is that Israel and Judah can't seem to get it through their heads that God is the one true God. He said in Exodus 20 verse 3 that you should have no other gods before me. That's clear, that's succinct, that's straight to the point, okay? And God was telling them that when I bring you into the promised land, do not, do not, do not go after the pagan cultures of that, um, of that land. Don't get into what they worship. Do not worship the Baals. Do not sacrifice children. You know, God said... That didn't, that didn't even enter my mind about killing babies. So that just goes to show us how depraved devil worshiping is, okay? So the beginning chapters is Jeremiah pleading to God, you know, to hold back his wrath because the father is done, Okay, he is done done with Israel and with Judah and the people of Jerusalem. So God is saying, okay, since, since you don't want to listen to me, because I can't tell you anything because you're all so busy up under every spreading tree and up on every high place, you know, burning incense and, and baking cakes to the queen of heaven and doing all of this devil worship. And I can't tell you anything. So since you don't want to listen to me, I am going to commission King Nebuchadnezzar, okay, the terror from the north, okay, the, the ruthless Babylonian that ever lived on this earth, well, 
I'm going to send him, okay? Because he maybe when he come and and just do your end, maybe now you will be able to listen. But they don't. They they don't even listen to that. So anyway, we up at chapter seven. Okay, with all this false religion and how God is telling them is worthless. What you are doing is worthless. This is from the devil. This is from the enemy's camp. Because you see, God is not blind to the devil. Okay, okay. We may be blind to the devil, but God is not. Look, I wrote, you see, God is not blind to the devil like we are. God knows all his traps, his snares, and his pits. And God is trying to get us to see them as well. But we can't. Why? Because we are too busy partying with the devil. Yes, partying with the devil. We are flirting with sin. We are rolling in sin. Okay? Okay? Um, we are dealing with his children. We have no business dealing with the children of disobedience. Okay, of, of disobedience. If we we are not bringing them the word of God, you know, being um, a messenger of Christ in their lives to point them to the gospel. Other than that, we don't need to be in their face. Trust me, <laughs> personal experience. Trust me. Okay. So now look, chapter seven of Jeremiah. So. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house and there proclaim this message. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Reform from your ways and your actions and I will let you live in this place. So, the father is telling them, look, listen, if you want to keep on living in this land and enjoying all the benefits of being children of God, well, then you are going to have to reform from your ways. You're going to have to repent, okay? You you can't keep on with this idol worshiping. It's not going to go well for you. Let me tell you, these, these, these figurines and statues and stones and, and wood carvings and, and stuff chopped down from a tree. And these, these craftsmen are fashioning these idols to put in, in your home and you worshiping, worshiping them. These are, are snares and traps of the devil. He is trying to pull you all away from me, okay? Get you outside of my uh, refuge and destroy you, okay? You all are in bed with these idols, okay? You, you, y'all being unfaithful to me is not going to work out for you. So I'm trying to get y'all to understand reform from your ways and I will let you live in this land. Okay, so look, verse 4, okay? Jeremiah 7, verse 4, do not trust in deceptive words and say, this is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. 
If you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the alien, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, then I will let you live in this place in the land I gave your forefathers forever and ever, verse 8, but look. You are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Will you steal and murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods you have not known, and then come and stand before me in this house which bears my name and say, we are safe. We are safe to do all these detestable things. <laughs> okay. And here's my commentary to that. God is like, look, hey, y'all sitting up here worshiping the bells, y'all burning incense, y'all doing all these things. Y'all, you know, y'all saying, oh, the temple, the temple, you know, and saying how you will have the law and and how God chose y'all um, as his chosen people. Okay. And then. You all got the audacity to come up in my house that I put my name on, okay? That's like a husband, right, finding out that his wife cheated on him, okay? And how she brought her lover into their house while he was at work. And he finds out about it, and he says to her, wait a minute, I'm at work all day, and you... you going to bring this man up in my house where I pay the bills. My name is on the mortgage here. This is what we're doing. And so that's, that, that's God's sentiment exactly. So now look, okay, where I left off at. Here we go. Verse 12. Yeah, because back up at uh, verse 11, where God says, has this house which bears my name become a den of robbers to you? But I have been watching. You see, God sees it all. He sees it all. You, We may think that we're getting away with bloody murder, but we're not. God is watching everything. Okay, verse 12. Um, Go now to the place in Shiloh where I first made a dwelling for my name and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. While you are... While you were doing all these things, declared the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, what I did to Shiloh, I will now do to the house that bears my name, the temple, <laughs> the temple you trusted, okay? Um, in the place I gave to you in your fathers, verse 15, I would thrust you from my presence, just as I did all your brothers, the people of Ephraim, verse 16. So, so God is about to tell uh, Jeremiah, stop praying for these people, okay? Because you're wasting your time, and now you're about to waste my time. I don't want to hear no more pleading. I don't want to hear no more intercessory prayers coming from you, Jeremiah, okay? It's not happening. It ain't happening, bro. They ain't listening, okay? So I'm about to show them what what I did to, to them over in Shiloh because, see, maybe if I let them know of 
Oh, I am. Let me see. How can I say this? Do you know how out in the world where um, where people want to prove their receipts? Okay. God got receipts, y'all. Okay. <laughs> God is not pulling any wolf tickets here. If he says he's going to do something, he is going to do it. And not only that, he's going to remind us of what he has done before. Okay. Now look. Verse 16, here, here's God telling to Jeremiah, So do not pray for this people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I will not listen to you. Verse 17, you, he said, Do you not see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? Okay, because again, God sees everything. If we think for one moment that we can do something in the dark, and it's not going to come out to the light. Oh, we are sadly mistaken. Okay. Verse 18. You know, because because see now, God is going to lay out to Judah. I mean, to uh, uh, Jeremiah, what he has been watching and what he's been seeing. Because you see, don't forget, God knows the beginning from the end. Okay. And and, and what he is about to lay, lay out. We are still doing this in some kind of form or fashion to uh, this day. Okay. So look, verse 18, the children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women uh, knead the dough and make cakes of bread for the queen of heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. You see, God got feelings, y'all. And He's in his feelings right now. Now, let's not, you know, be disrespectful of the Lord when I say he's in his feelings, okay? I'm just trying to give a modern um, vernacular to, to try to express in everyday language what God is feeling. So our terms... Our term that we use today when someone is all caught up in their emotions and now they starting to feel a certain kind of way, we call that in your feelings, okay? So I'm not being disrespectful. Again, this is how I study. This is how me and the Lord communicate with each other. So just, just bear with me. Okay, so anyway, God is in his feelings, okay? So look. And he's saying, um, okay, they pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger, verse 19. But am I the one they are provoking, declares the Lord? Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? Yeah, verse 20. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place, on man and beast, on the trees of the field and on the fruit of the ground. <clears throat> and I will burn and not be quenched. And it will be burned and not be quenched. Verse 21. This is what the Lord Almighty God of Israel says. Go ahead, Add your burnt offerings to the other sacrifices and eat the meat yourselves. Because you see, God is like, stop bringing me these sacrifices because you're not obeying me. Okay, so what's the point of you bringing burnt offerings in here in, into my temple? And the fact that just the other day, y'all was in here worshiping the Baals. So now you want to come on a different day? 
and burn me some offerings. I don't want that. You eat it. Okay, I don't want it. You eat it. How about that? Okay, so now look. Verse 20. For when I brought your forefathers out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I gave them this command. Obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in all my ways. I command you that it may go well with you. But... They did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubborn inclinations of their evil hearts. They went backward and not forward from the time your forefathers left Egypt up until now, this day, day after day, again and again. I sent you my servants, the prophets, but they did not listen to me or pay attention. They were stiff-necked. And did more evil than their forefathers. Because look, God is like, <coughs> day after day, again and again, how many prophets do I need to send for you all to get it? Obey me, okay? Obedience is much more better than sacrifice. God is saying, if you obey me, the sacrifices is like, what's the point of sacrifice? You might as well just go on and eat the meat. Like, like, why, why even, why even burn them? Because you're not listening to me anyway. And so I just want to go back up to, let's see, um, verse 22 of chapter 7, Jeremiah. For when I brought your forefathers out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices. God is, God is like, look, that wasn't the only thing that I commanded y'all to do. Yes, I commanded y'all to burn sacrifices. Yes, I said to go take some bulls, some rams, some goats. And burn them for the various uh, sacrifices. Okay. But I also told y'all to obey. 